All right, welcome back to Made Arbitration. And let me start this episode off by saying that I wish a very happy retirement to my mentor, Lou Dress. Uh, that, that man has meant more to me than anybody else uh, as far as the union's concerned. If there was one person that was a mentor to me, it's him. Uh, I love that man with all my heart. I wish him nothing but the best in the future endeavors, whatever they may be. I wish him nothing but the best. Uh, I'd put that man up against anybody as far as knowledge when it comes to union and everything union. I'd put him up against anybody. Uh, To me, he was a juggernaut, a giant in this union. Uh, when I first became formal step A, he was my business agent. And I tell you all the time that when I'd call and ask, you know, for help, he'd send me boxes and boxes of B team decisions. Tell me, just read these, read them and read them. And that's what I did. Uh, I read them. He'd send me arbitration decisions. I'd read them. That's the best advice I can give any new steward is get, B-team decisions, old B-team decisions, just read them to death. That's what he did for me. Uh, There was never a time that I called down there that he didn't answer the phone and talk to me. Never. Uh, I I hear all the time people that I'm talking to that message me that they can't get any help from their president, uh, business agent, anybody. Nobody will return a call. Nobody will help them. I feel sorry for you. I truly do because I did not have that. When I was formal A, there was never a time that I called down there that Lou Drass didn't speak to me and uh, help me along the way. Uh, I, I will truly miss that man. Uh, I really will. Uh, and so I, I don't name drop because uh, to me, <laughs> I just don't, you know. Uh, but I will hear. And uh, he's the one that I always tell you all that I'd get calls. It was him. He would call me send me to places uh, to try to get him out of trouble and that was Lou Drass I wouldn't say that with him still actively in his position just because you know but uh, so Lou I know you probably don't listen to this but uh, if you do I love you brother more than you will ever know and I thank you from the bottom of my heart for uh, taking me under your wing mentoring me Man, you every success I've had is because of you and what you've done for me. So I cannot thank you enough. So uh, if y'all are listening to this and you know Lou, tell him I talked about him on my episode and tell him it was good. Uh, me and Lou, when we when I was a formal A now, uh, we had a tumultuous relationship. I mean. It, my branch president would come into my office like, what are you, who are you talking to? And it was me and Lou going at it, man, going at it. Just differences, opinions of issues of things like that. And we'd always get off the phone and tell each other we'd love each other. <laughs> it was, yeah, we were crazy, man. But that guy right there, boy, let me tell you, a dadgum juggernaut in this union. So uh, for those of y'all who know him, you know what I'm talking about. I love the man to death. The gentleman who is taking that spot uh, that has been appointed there, his name is James Henry. And he's out of Branch 1100 in California. 
And I reached out to him. He doesn't know me from Adam, I'm sure. He's probably like, who the hell is that? But just to tell him congratulations that I'm supporting him, uh, I, I think that's important. Uh, but if you ask around about that man, same thing, a juggernaut, a giant, the things that he's done for his brothers and sisters, nothing but respect for Mr. Henry from what I've heard. And that's a good thing. Give me the foot soldier. Give me the guy that's been on the battlefield, the guy or girl that's been on the battlefield. Give me those, those that have been in the trenches, that have fought uh, JB always says, those that have spilled blood in the same mud, you know, give me those. It's hard for them to forget where they've come from uh, when you have those. Uh, that's Mr. Henry. He's done his time. Uh, he's taken this position, and uh, he, he's, he's one of those generals you see with all the medals on him. You know, he's, he's been in the fights. There are some people in leadership, they ain't got, they ain't got one ribbon on their chest. They ain't been in no fights, never have. It's hard for me to respect those individuals that have never been down here doing what we do or, you know, skyrocketed to positions. Y'all know the kind I'm talking about. Um, but I always liken it to that pit bull on the porch. Got his ear chewed off, scratches all over his head, lips been chewed on, you know. You just walk by them, you don't mess with them. Because you know, they're about that business. <laughs> you can tell by looking at him. He's about that business, man. He survived. Uh, that's what I like. That's what I want in my leadership. Give me that dog. Give me the one who's been in those fights, who's been down here, has spilt blood in the same mud, as I said. Give me those as my leaders. I'll follow them. I'll follow those. Seems to me like we have too many people nowadays that that just skyrocket, ain't done a damn thing. You know, have you ever had it in your office a CCA that came in one week they're on the desk and they're going to come over and tell you, hey, now on your route today, you know, you, know, you just say, hey, get the hell away from me. You've not, you've not done one day of what I do. Uh, that's how I feel about unions sometimes. Sicario, I don't know if y'all ever seen the movie Sicario. I love that movie. That's a badass movie. I love it. But Benicio Del Toro, in the end scene, y'all remember, the young lady that's in the movie, she's always been kind of scared. She was always kind of skittish about how the things they needed to do and how they did them. You know, she always kind of bucked it. So at the end, he's getting her to sign this piece of paper. She don't want to sign it. He forces her to sign it. But he tells her, he says, you know, you should leave town. You should leave town. He said, he tells her because you're not a wolf. And this is a land of wolves now. That's one of the baddest lines that I've ever heard. You're not a wolf. You need to leave. Because this is a land of wolves now. That's Mr. Henry. He's a wolf in the land of wolves. That's what you want. You want a wolf in the land of wolves because at that level, it's all wolves, baby. Let me tell you, I've been there uh, at district level, at eastern area level, national level. It's a land of wolves. Uh, so you need wolves up there. You don't need sheep. To Mr. Henry, uh, congratulations, sir. Uh, 
man, I've not heard anything but great things about you from everybody. I've not heard the first bad word about you. So for those of y'all who pray, pray for the man. I'm sure he would love that. Pray for him if you pray. If you don't pray, you know, support him however you can. Lift him up. Support that man. Uh, he's got a big role to do. And so there you go. I, named, I had two name drops right there. How's that? <laughs> but I, I just wanted to say, you know, farewell to my mentor in his retirement. Thank the world of the man. So with that being said, let's jump right into it. Let me say thank you to JB for last week. A hell of an episode, man. <laughs> I was outside and I came in when he was finished. That poor kid was whooped. His eyes were bloodshot. <laughs> he had drank like 10 waters, you know, three hours. He could have done three different episodes, and I'm sure about halfway through, he was probably wishing he did. But I needed those to get out on the same day because of these scanners. I, I needed that to get out. Uh, it's had a lot of hits on it, a lot of hits. I need that to about triple. Uh, but people learn. I've got a lot of great comments about that one, uh, people listening to it. Uh, getting that stuff down. A lot of great comments. So uh, it's all about education. And that was as educational as you can get right there. Uh, it covered a lot of stuff. I've already got his next episode ready for him. So give him time to to heal up. <laughs> that was a beast of an episode, man. But he did fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I just I think it's critical, though. You know, when you hear about office times... Manager saying you've got an hour to get out of the office. Well, I've got 33 minutes of fixed office time without a break and 43 with a break. So that leaves me 15 minutes to stick mail. So the only way management can get us is in the office. That's the only way they can save time because I have no street standard. I have no street standard. So as long as I got one foot going in front of the other and I'm breathing, there's nothing they can do to me. The only place they can get me is in the office. The only time they can shave time is in the office. And they know that. That's why you have DOAS. That's why you have PET. That's why they have these things that steal my time. And uh, this our office time, that's trying to steal my time. So it's critical that people educate themselves on that stuff there. It's critical. And that's why I needed JB to do that one so bad. So they won't continue to steal our time from us. All right. I just think that goes hand in hand with these new scanners. I could be completely wrong. I'm sure people that are much more educated on those scanners than me are probably like, you're way off base. But I've not heard that yet. So until then, I'll keep preaching that, all right? Today I'm going to cover uh, extensively uh, heat-related grievances. Um, it's going to be extensive. It's going to be long. Um, so bear with me. Going to cover a lot of M documents, a lot of contractual language. It's all based off of a grievance that we filed out of my installation in 2015. That was when I was on the National Safety Committee. It's out of my installation. My branch president was the formal step A at the time. Uh, I, it was my contentions. I wrote the contentions. He presented those contentions straight at formal A due, due to it being a, a safety-related issue. Uh, it's very extensive, and I'm going to cover it all, okay? Let me tell you, and I've said this before, let me tell you what management thinks about you when it comes to your safety. Nothing. 
They don't think anything about you when it comes to your safety. The only thing that they're concerned about in safety is cost, is price. That's it. When I was at the eastern area, the district level, national level, we would talk about the carriers and they would talk about the cost. If it was a vehicle accident, how much it cost them per year per vehicle accident. It was never about the carrier. If it was an OSHA II, uh, injury and illness, slip, trip, and fall, they put a price tag to every single thing. Uh, so that's all they cared about, period, was cost. They do not care about you or your safety. None of them do. From headquarters level down to the supervisor level, nobody in management cares about your safety. I promise you that. Uh, we had a, a meeting with the eastern area. Uh, this is when I was, I was the district co-chair for, my, for the Tennessee district. And uh, I was also on the National Safety Committee at this time. But we were talking with the eastern area. What can we do about heat-related illness, heat-related injuries, heat-related issues? What can we do? And this is the honest-to-God's truth now. And it's the perfect example I can give you as far as what management thinks about you and your safety. And this is the honest-to-God. I hope God strikes me dead right here if this ain't the truth. The guy that was over the eastern area, I'm not going to say his name because I don't know if he's still over it or not. But the guy that was over the eastern area for the Postal Service, me and him were emailing each other back and forth. What, what did he think that we could do to help our brothers and sisters when it's excessive heat? And I said, in excessive heat, when the heat index is such that it's considered unsafe, you need to have the carriers doing everything that they can in the office. Anything that they can do in the office, they need to be doing to limit their time on the street whether it's sticking DPS, whatever they can do in the office, have them do it in the office when that heat index reaches a level that is unsafe. And this is what this guy emails me back. He says, ops is concerned about the carrier's efficiency if they stick their DPS. That's the honest to God's truth. He said that to me. We're talking about carrier safety. Life and death now, we have carriers that are dying due to the heat. That's a known fact. And it's in this, these uh, contentions I'm going to show you all in a minute. But he tells me that ops is concerned about our efficiency if we stick our DPS. To hell with y'all's safety. We don't give a damn about your health. Life or death, we're not concerned about that. We're concerned about the numbers efficiency. He said that to me. And I sent an email back to him. Two words. You're pathetic. Those are the only two words I sent back to him. You're pathetic. That's what I sent back to him. And the next time I saw him face to face, he's a big dude too, man. He's about six, five, big guy. He came up to me with his hand out. I said, no, nah, no, nah, brother. Uh, uh-uh. uh, He's like, hey, that's up. I said, no. I said, you're the one who's over safety for the eastern area, and you let ops stick their foot in your ass about carrier safety. 
That's who runs the post office's ops. Next week, I'm going to get into some ergonomics. You will not believe the story I tell you about that. Remember when I told you it was a joke? It's a joke. You won't believe the story I tell you about ergonomics. These things at the national level are pathetic. But anyway, heat-related illnesses, heat-related injuries, anything dealing with heat, we're going to grieve those things when management gets in our way. All right? The only one who cares about the carrier's safety is the carrier. That's it. Management will show you time and time again that they do not. Where this grievance arose from was a station here in Nashville, Tennessee. What happened was the station manager at the time gets up on the workroom floor and he has a stand-up talk. And he tells the carriers that they only get one break in the heat. Their 10-minute break. That's the only break that they get. They get no more breaks, no more comfort stops. Uh, matter of fact, I said he think. Uh, matter of fact, I think he told them they don't get comfort stops. I think that's what he told them that they get one ten minute break. And then he says that the carriers in Arizona, they don't take extra breaks, and it's a lot hotter down there than it is here. So the shop steward at the time, name is Jeannie Connerly. She was a beast. She was a beast, man. A fantastic shop steward. Matter of fact, she was on the DRT a little bit. But this young lady was was badass. She files a grievance, but she goes to OSHA on him. She files an OSHA complaint on him for saying that. And so they retaliate against her, and they remove her from the safety committee, the station safety committee. It's a, that's, it has to be agreed to by management, whatever. So they just tell her they're no longer going to use her, okay? So she files an OSHA complaint on that for OSHA retaliation. So I put all these things in this grievance, and it is a high-level grievance, okay? Um, and I'm going to have Jeremy put the entire case file on uh, the, from aidarbitration.com. It's 203 pages of contention and, and documents and M documents. We're going to go over all of it here, okay, because I want you all to get ready. Summertime's coming. Get ready to protect your people in this heat, all right? It's paramount. So this grievance is is national level quality. I mean, it is high level. Matter of fact, I got uh, uh, the highest level for us is in the file, uh, an email from him, Mr. Manny Peralta. Hopefully he won't mind me doing that. But I, I reached out to him. He sent me an email. But it's high level stuff, okay? I'm going to put, I have Jeremy put that up on formatearbitration.com. Get on there. And you can pull this up. You can plagiarize all of it, except the statements are on there because they're statements from that station. But you can plagiarize the language in my contentions. You can take all the step fours are in there, uh, all the OSHA stuff, it's in there. Anything that you're going to need for a safety-related grievance is in this grievance, okay? So nationwide, coast to coast, if y'all have anything heat-related, uh, get this grievance, and uh, I don't know how you can edit it. I may, I'll see if Jeremy can put it on there where it can be edited. That way you can copy and paste, put your stuff in there, uh, and it's it won't take you any time at all. 
Just change out names, change out installations. It'll save you a lot of time, but it's high level. Okay, so new shop stewards, hang in there with me. Okay, hang in there with me. I'm going to explain it best I can. Uh, we're going to go over most of it. All right, but hang in there. But it's it's the most important grievance you'll file for our safety is heat. Now, dog bites and heat get us more than anything else. All right. We'll do a dog bite one, but heat related coming to summer, it's going to be important. So we're going to we're going to get cover it and get right into it. Now hopefully I don't lose y'all, but I'm going to click off of this screen and get to this grievance. And when you look at the grievance, uh, it has the B team decision at the very beginning, where the B team kind of just it, it wasn't really what I wanted based off of this grievance, but. The guy for us was on his way out the door, and uh, I think he just kind of pissed it away a little bit uh, because he was being forced out by us because he was doing such a bad job. But uh, it says the dispute resolution team has resolved this grievance. The DRT agrees East Station Management violated the national agreement when they disallowed rest cool-off periods for carriers during period of excess heat. The TRT agrees that the station manager will complete LMS course, that number there, heat stress recognition and prevention with a copy provided to the union upon completion no later than 30 days from receipt of this decision. The DRT agrees carriers felt intimidated and threatened by manager so-and-so's comments. Y'all read that, but I'm not going to do it online over this podcast. Regarding disallowance of heat-related breaks, the DRT agrees the comments were inappropriate. The DRT agrees management shall not violate the joint statement on violence in the workplace because I filed a JSOV against him for saying those things. And will also maintain a mutually respectful atmosphere with employees who are to be treated with dignity and respect at all times. The use of intimidation is inappropriate. The DRT agrees the issue is best resolved via application of items similar to that found in M. 1860. Now remember that. I'm going to cover that here in just a bit, but it's one of the most important things that we'll use in heat-related grievances, okay, is 1860. It says as follows, the parties recognize that heat abatement is an essential element of on-the-job safety for city letter carriers in all locations where city letter carriers are exposed to excessive heat. Additionally, the parties understand and agree that it may be necessary for individual city letter carriers to take additional breaks when the heat index is under the threshold set above 103 degrees. City letter carriers taking an extra break under this provision must alert management of the beginning and conclusion of the break. So that's M1860. One of the more important things we'll have in our heat-related grievance, okay? So let's go to the contentions. I'm scrolling down here. I've I've found a way that I can click off my thing. I'm hoping that I'm still recording over there. If I'm not, <laughs> I'm screwed. And so we have the issue statement. And like I said, y'all can copy all this stuff here, okay? The issue statement and the remedies. Um, so the issue statement is simply, did management violate Articles 14, which is safety, 15, and 19 of the National Agreement, when the OIC gave instructions to the carriers, they would not be able to take additional breaks because of the heat. If so, what is the appropriate remedy? Number one, employers cease and desist threatening or intimidating carriers from taking additional time to hydrate 
rest and cool off during periods of excessive heat as per guidelines in M1860. The OIC no longer be allowed to supervise letter carriers due to the danger and harm he has placed letter carriers in by refusing to permit letter carriers the necessary time to deal with safety procedures concerning excessive heat. And I put that in there because I wanted this case to go to arbitration. I wanted this case to go to arbitration because I was going to be the advocate for it. And that's the reason my branch president presented it at Formal A. That way I could be the advocate for this case if it went forward. And so, to me, when a manager, with this tenure, this manager's been in post service a long, long time. When he got up there and told carriers that they're not allowed to take extra breaks in the heat, to me that was intentional. He intentionally tried to put my carriers in harm's way. That's how I felt when he said that. Matter of fact, the shop steward tried to correct him, and he told her to shut her mouth. This is a stand-up now when this happened. There's a lot of statements in there. She corrected him. She said, no, we get additional breaks in the heat. He tells her to shut up, and uh, you won't take any any extra breaks in the heat. You get one 10-minute break, and that's it. When he did that, he intentionally put my carriers in harm's way. And that's what I was going to tell an arbitrator. Look, he has no business supervising letter carriers in any capacity. He's a danger. He's dangerous to us. That is deadly. We have carriers dying as we speak. Matter of fact, there was one in the case file. Uh, OSHA had just come down with a big uh, award because of management, how they did this carry. I don't know if you all remember. I think it was in Colorado. But um, so when he said that, to me, he was intentionally putting my carriers in harm's way, so we asked for that. Number three, a DRT or arbitrator award in their findings that the OIC violated the joint statement on violence behavior in the workplace, which we got, by justifying the importance of time savings above the health and welfare of the employees. And like I was saying at national level, eastern area, district level, it's all about time saving. It's all about the numbers. Just like I said, this idiot... When I said, just let them stick their DPS, let them stick everything, that will help them not spend as much time out in the heat. Oh, well, we can't opposite. It's going to affect the efficiency. It's all about the numbers for management. Remember that. It's all about the numbers. So that one, when we say, violate the joint statement on violence in the workplace by justifying the importance of time savings above the health and welfare of employees. We're, we're using the joint statement against them where it says the numbers. It was no threat. Uh, and it wasn't a pattern of behavior, but uh, you can't do that. We're saying, hey, you're using a joint statement where it talks about making the numbers. That's what we use that against them for there, if that makes sense. Uh, number four, employer require all employees to be properly trained on heat safety and proof be provided to the union as soon as administratively possible. We got that on the manager. So we did get that. So, again, I'm going straight off my contentions. All right, so if y'all get these contentions, you're going to look at the same thing that I'm talking about now. Uh, and so here's my issue that's the first page of the contention. And it's, did management violate Articles 5, 14, 15, and 19? And all of this language, all this contractual language is in this grievance. Y'all don't have to print it out. Uh, if you don't want to, you can just print this out here and all this language will be in there for you, every bit of it. 
of the Nash Agreement when the OIC gave instructions to carriers they would not be able to take additional breaks because of the heat. Number two, did management violate Articles 17 and 31 when they failed to provide the union with information requested pursuant to the investigation and processing of grievance? If so, was the appropriate remedy? Number three, uh, did the station manager violate Article 19 of the National Agreement via the joint statement on violence behavior in the workplace when he used threatening language and attempted to limit uh, comfort stops to the letter carriers in the station? And four, did management violate Articles 5 and 19 of the National Agreement via Section 11C of the Occupational Safety and Health Act and 29 CFR 1977.12 of the federal codes and regulations when they engaged in a pattern of reprisals and threatening actions against an employee who filed a complaint with OSHA due to safety and health concerns. If so, was the appropriate remedy? I told you this is high-level stuff, so I don't know if y'all have ever heard of that. Uh, Section 11C, the Occupational Safe and Health Act, and 29 CFR. But I'll get into that. That's where we filed an OSHA complaint, and they retaliated against her. And so we went after them there, okay? Until the then we get into our contentions. Uh, it says the grievance file contains summer stand-up talks, employee communication, USPS communication plan, which is distributed by safety, and it reads in part as follows. Hot weather is here. Extreme heat can be dangerous. No one should die from a heat wave. But every year, on average, extreme heat causes 658 deaths in the United States. Uh, and like I said... I'm going to keep saying this. I know y'all get tired of this, but all of this is in my contentions. Uh, every bit of this, uh, like if, if you just copy and paste this, it's ready for you. So if y'all have any issues with management talking about only one break or kind of trying to cut you down, you know, y'all are taking too many breaks or anything like that, get this grievance. It's ready to go. It's arbitration ready. Copy and paste all this language. The template is perfect. And everything that you're going to need, all this contractual language is in there, okay? I'm not going to say that anymore. Let's keep on going. It says, the grievance file contains OSHA quick takes press conference conducted by Dr. David Michaels, Assistant Secretary of Labor for Occupational Safety and Health, dated July 1st of 2013. And it reads in relevant part, whenever there is high heat, outdoor workers are at increased risk of heat-related illnesses and deaths. In fact, every year, thousands of workers experience heat-related illnesses and dozens more are killed by heat, and it happens in every part of the country. It's critical that we work together again this summer to get the word out that working in the high heat can be deadly. Last summer in New Jersey, a 47-year-old sanitation worker started showing signs of illness while he was working. He died of heat stroke. His death was entirely preventable. We've already seen several heat-related fatalities this year, and we really don't want to see any more. You can help. We're asking you to share our campaign's simple three-word message, water, rest, shade. If outdoor workers take these precautions, it can be the difference between life and death. Anyone overcome by heat should be moved into the shade immediately, and 911 should be called because heat stroke is an emergency. And we put that in there because that is great language. Then we put page 14.1, just the excerpt. I read that to you all last week, I believe. 
maybe the week before that, where it says fourteen uh, one. It is management's responsibility to provide safe working conditions. It is the union's responsibility to cooperate and assist management in its efforts to fulfill this responsibility. So again, it's management's responsibility to provide safe working conditions. Now, how does management prove that to us? Just like this idiot when I messaged him about sticking the DPS. That's that's how they took that responsibility by saying no, it's not going to be efficient if you do that. Uh, we don't care about your safety, but the efficiency is going to go down if y'all stick DPS. It's not about doing whatever we can to get carriers off the street earlier, or limit their time on the street. We're not concerned with that. What we're concerned with at this at the eastern area and the national area, or headquarters level, is numbers. We don't give a damn if y'all die. We care about these numbers. That's what's important. And I'll tell that to anybody that wants to listen from their side if they want to talk to me about that. I'll tell them that to their face because I have before. When I was, That's how I got on the National Safety Committee. I'll tell you that story later. That's pretty funny. But anyway, then we go on. Article 14.2 of the National Agreement reads in relevant part as follows. The employer and the union insist on the observance of safe rules and safe procedures by employees and insist on correction of unsafe conditions. That's complete bullshit when it comes to management. They don't, they don't believe in that. I've already told you all that. And then it goes on to my contentions. I made a little contention about that. Uh, I said the union contends management and the East Station failed to fulfill their responsibility, this obligation that the parties at the national level and OSHA are advocating as the safest procedure for letter carriers to perform their jobs in excessive heat conditions. The grievance file contains extensive documentation which reveals that the station manager deliberately put the letter carriers in the East Station uh, in harm's way when he warned them that they were not to take any extra breaks to cool off or hydrate due to excessive heat under threat or reprisals. The file also reveals USPS safety officers were present at this stand-up talk as well as in an investigative interview related to a heat-related absence and failed to immediately correct the station manager when he informed the employees that heat-related breaks and absences were not acceptable in the USPS. Let me stop there. What happened was all these people from safety were in this stand-up talk and other managers he gets this stand-up talk, not one of them, none of them, stay, stand up and say, hey, that's not right. What, what you just said there is not right. Not a one of them said anything. They let that go. The only one who said a word was the shop steward, Miss Connerly. She's the only one that stood up and said, hold up just a second. What you're saying right there is not right. Not one person from safety was man enough or woman enough to stand up and say, that's not right. Every single one of them are cowards. They are cowards when it comes to that. And again, next week, I'm going to tell you how big of cowards they are from headquarters level all the way down. They're cowards when it comes to protecting us. It goes on to state on page 5-1 of the JCAM, it says reason relevant parts, Talks about National Arbitrator Bernstein wrote concerning Article 5. The only purpose the article can serve is to incorporate all the services obligations under law. And that's how we're getting the law in there, right? Into the agreement. So as to give the services legal obligations the additional status of contractual obligations as well. 
This incorporation has significance primarily in terms of enforcement mechanism. It enables the signatory unions to utilize the contractual vehicle of arbitration to enforce all of the service's legal obligations. And that's how we tied in those federal statutes. Remember I read those earlier? That's how you tie those federal statutes in is Article 5. Section 5A1 of the OSHA Act of 1970 reads in relevant part as follows. A. Each employer, one, shall furnish to each of his employees employment and a place of employment which are free from recognized hazards that are causing or likely to cause death or serious physical harm to his employees. Two, shall comply with occupational safety and health standards promulgated under this act. Again, that's the OSHA Act standards. So those we're using those, incorporating those through Article 5, okay? It goes on, the Memorandum of Understanding. We're going to get that 1860 again. That's, those are critical. The parties agree to the following measures in order to address the October 24, 2014 final decision in order to the Occupational Health and Safety Review Commission upholding the Occupational Health and Safety Administration citation dated December 22, 2012. While this agreement applies solely to the Independence Missouri Post Office, including its stations and branches, the parties recognize that heat abatement is an essential element of an on-the-job safety for city letter carriers in all locations where city letter carriers are exposed to heat. Did y'all get that? The parties recognize that heat abatement is an essential element of on-the-job safety for city letter carriers in all locations where city letter carriers are exposed to heat. That's why 1860 is so critical. And then we go on to our contentions again. The parties agreed to Memorandum 1860 in order to address the October 24, 2014 final decision and order the Occupational Health and Safety Review Commission upholding the Occupational Health and Safety Administration citation dated December 22, 2012. It is specifically in reference to the death of city letter carrier John Watzlawick, who died from heat stroke while delivering mail in Independence, Missouri. His death was deemed willful and preventable when management required him to continue delivering in the excessive heat after he had reported signs of heat sickness and asked to go home. Now, how many times have y'all dealt with that in your city, your installation, or in your station? A carrier calls back and said, hey, I'm succumbing to this heat, man. It's getting to me. Well, hurry up and get back and you can go home. Or we don't have any help to give you, so you need to hurry up and get on back. How many times does that happen? That happened to this man and he died. The very thing that the, that y'all hear going on on y'all's floor where they say that, it happened to this man and he died. He was a letter carrier. He calls back, says, hey, I'm reporting signs of heat sickness. I need to go home. And management tells him, Keep on going. You know what you tell your carriers to say? Hey, I'm showing signs of heat sickness. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. And if management tells them, keep on going, I'm coming back. I'm telling you now, I'm coming back. We'll address that here in just a second with some of these things it tells you to do. But our safety depends on us, folks. Our safety depends on us and us alone. Management will never care about our safety. This gentleman lost his life because management did give a damn about his safety. 
All they cared about was the numbers. That's all they will ever care about. Tell your carriers, if you're overcome, do not continue to deliver that mail. Come back. Get yourself right. Come back. Call 911. Have them come get you and take you to the hospital. Get yourself right. This mail is not worth it. I will get you out of trouble a hundred out of a hundred times when it deals with your safety. I promise you that. I promise you. You get overcome by the heat and you call management and they say, I don't got anybody to send you, so just keep on. Bring the mail back and go home. I'm telling you, it's not worth it. It goes on with some more of the uh, contentions and it's got all these statements in there. We cite all these statements. I'm not going to read those to you. It also goes over the uh, Section 11C. Remember, I read that to you in the issue statement where she filed that OSHA complaint and they removed her from the safety uh, team. And Section 11C states this. Section 11C of the Occupational Safety and Health Act of 1970 reads in relevant part as follows. Section 11C provides, in general... That no person shall discharge or in any manner discriminate against any employee because that employee has filed any complaint under or related to the act, instituted or caused to be instituted any proceeding under or related to the act, testified or is about to testify in any proceeding under the act or related to the act, or exercised on his own behalf or on behalf of others any right afforded by the act. Any employee who believes that he has been discriminated against in violation of Section 11C of the Act may, within 30 days after such violation occurs, lodge a complaint with the Secretary of Labor alleging such violation. And that's exactly what Ms. Connolly did. She went all the way with this thing, and all this stuff is in this file. Okay, so y'all can look at that and uh, see what that's all about. So that's what Section 11C is about. It's about reprisals, okay? Then we have EL Handbook 801, Supervisor Safety Handbook. So I don't know if y'all knew that was out there, but EL Handbook 801 is Supervisor Safety Handbook, okay? And it reads in relevant part as follows. A, explanation. This issue of Handbook EL 801 is a complete revision, updated with revisions through June 2008. In April 2006, the text was completely revised to clarify the roles and responsibilities of supervisors and employees with regard to health and safety issues. Appendix D was expanded to provide sources of information both in the federal government and private sector on a variety of health and safety topics. This guide emphasizes the safety and health responsibilities of line managers. It gives direction on promoting safety and health inspecting work areas, and completing job safety analysis. It also provides guidance for dealing with accidents, including reporting, determining causes, and prevention. This handbook gives supervisors the information and techniques they need to support postal service safety and health policies. The entire handbook is in there, EL Handbook 801. It's in these contentions, in the the 203 pages, the EL Handbook 801, all right? Page 4 of the EL Handbook gives employees the right to D. Participate in safety and health program without fear of restraint, interference, coercion, discrimination, or reprisal. OSHA requires workers to comply with all safety and health standards that apply to their actions on the job. This is us going after him again for kicking Miss Connolly off the safety team. 
Page 5 of the EL801 Handbook reads as follows. 29 CFR Part 1977. Remember that in that issue statement? That's where we got it from right there. Exercise of any right afforded by the Act. In addition to protecting employees who file complaints, institute proceedings, or testify in proceedings under or related to the Act, Section 11C also protects employees from discrimination because of the exercise of any right afforded by this Act. So on that issue statement where we talk about the EL-801, the 29 CFR Part 9, uh, 1977, that's where we got it from. So that explains that. So, And then our contention states this, the union contends when management became aware of Carrie Connolly's disclosure to OSHA, they immediately acted to remove her from her safety position in the East Station. This is in violation of Section 11C of the OSHA Act of 1970, and 29 CFR 1977.2 of the Code of Regulations regarding protection of employees from reprisals due to whistleblowing acts. The union notes that 29 CFR 1977.2 is reprinted in its entirety on page 5 in the EL Handbook 801, Supervisor Safety Handbook. The union contends management is required to abide by its own handbook. Therefore, management in the East Station should be aware of their responsibilities regarding reprisals against employees who exercise the right under this act. Uh, and it goes on. we got more statements. Uh, we filled out a PS form 1767. We addressed that. Uh, I've got the article 17 and 31 language in there because they failed to give us uh, information that we requested. We've got Section 115.4 of the M39 Handbook in the contentions. That's uh, maintaining mutual respect atmosphere because we charge them with that. That's one of the things that we got. You know, more statements. And you'll see all of this uh, when you get on there, okay? And then you get into all the statements. Those are all in there. You know, this is from 15. You get into all the statements. Y'all can take all those out. There's the 1767, and after, after that stand-up, another manager came in there and gave a stand-up saying, hey, y'all can take breaks as needed, uh, but we didn't care because the damage had already been done. But that 1767 is in there. And in here is, and you can update this, but I reached out to uh, Manny Peralta, and uh, told him what was going on. And, and this guy's a bulldog. I don't know if y'all know the man or not, if you ever met him, but he is a bulldog as far as our safety. And I'll give him that. Uh, the man is a hard charger when it comes to safety and health and safety of his letter carriers. Uh, he's uh, an ambassador as far as that's concerned. I have nothing but good things to say about that man when I had my time on the National Safety Committee. Um, so uh, I love that man as well. But uh, I messaged him, and he sent me a very good um, chart, and it's in there, and it's called Heat Illness Summary for Grievances, okay? And this uh, was from, started at 2012, and it has each region and their issues with heat-related injuries, okay? And it's called Heat Illness Summary for Grievances, and that's probably updated since now, but this is, uh, the grievance was 2015, and so this ended in 2015, okay? So that may be something your business agent may be able to get you if you're dealing with a grievance, uh, heat-related grievance, 
ask for the heat illness summary for grievances. Uh, maybe Manny can get that for you. Um, I know he's very accessible, uh, very accessible. So that may be something you can update. But all it does, it'll say like Region 9, Branch 2550, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, discovered uh, 7-29-15, employee hospitalized, four days, received letter warning for not drinking enough. OSHA whistleblower comments discipline or sentence. So management discipline this guy for over getting overcome by the heat. Does that sound does that sound like Article 14 to y'all? It's management responsibility to keep us safe. This gentleman gets overcome by the heat, and so they give him a letter of warning for it. That sounds like management, doesn't it? But all that's really great stuff. It tells you what branch, what happened, the outcome of it. So that's really good stuff. Then we got a heat stress uh, awareness, and that's a a stand-up. It says management. Talk to every employee about the steps to take to beat the heat. Check on employees frequently. Give extra attention to CCAs and employees returning from extended absences. Make sure that employees who start later receive the safety and service talks. Take immediate action on every call and advisory. And that stand-up's in here, okay? And I don't like these things because these things, when it talks about rest, use authorized breaks to relax from high heat. I don't like that language at all. I think that's absolutely stupid. These things are sideways. That's the reason I'm having a hard time reading it. It's because they're sideways. I'm having to tilt my head sideways. Heat stress awareness, beat the heat. During the, this current heat wave, USPS employees may work in environments where they're exposed to excessive heat. This exposure can uh, lead to serious heat-related illnesses that occur when the body is no longer able to cool itself through sweating. By knowing the signs and symptoms associated with these illnesses and practicing preventive measures, you can reduce the risk of heat-related health problems. I've never tried to read sideways, so that's a little difficult. And then it just gives you that knowing the symptoms, uh, protect yourself. That's another thing that will go in your file. We put in there the uh, July weather charts just to show an arbitrator. Look, this is the high heat that we're dealing with. Uh, it has each day of the week in there. That'd be something good for you to get for your heat-related grievance is a uh, calendar. Uh, it says July weather for Nashville, Tennessee, weather underground, and it just goes along. It's just the calendar of days showing the heat index. Uh, we also got the climatological data for national area. And uh, it talks about temperatures. That's something good for you to get for your uh, heat-related grievance. And here's M1860, okay? It's on page 45 of 203. <laughs> so... It's M1860, it's Memorandum of Understanding between the United States Postal Service and National Association of Letter Carriers. And I'm just going to read it. It's uh, regarding Heat Abatement Program, Independence, Missouri. Now, this is nationwide, okay? It's an M document, and I'll have a little something for you to use uh, to show that this is incorporated nationwide. Heat Abatement Program, Independence, Missouri. The parties agreed to the following measures in order to address the October 24, 2014 final decision and order of the Occupational Health and Safety Review Commission upholding the Occupational Health and Safety Administration citation dated December 22, 2012. 
While this agreement applies solely to the Independence Missouri Post Office, including its stations and branches, the parties recognize that heat abatement is an essential element of on-the-job safety for city letter carriers in all locations where city letter carriers are exposed to excessive heat. The parties also recognize that postal service facilities are located in different climates and have differing operational requirements, and accordingly, the terms of this agreement may not be suitable for other postal service facilities. Additionally, the parties understand and agree that individual city letter carriers may need accommodations related to heat when the heat index is under the threshold set below. And that's critical with what we're about to talk about, that uh, the heat index, okay? Number one, training. New letter carrier employee orientation will include the heat stress training identified below. Training will also be provided annually, no later than April 15th, to all employees with regular reminders throughout the summer season by local management. LMR, LMS course, and that's the one that they've mandated that manager to take, heat stress recognition and prevention. PowerPoint presentation, it talks about that. Heat stress, SDOM video, and stand-up talks and info pack information. Those are stand-up talks I read to y'all earlier. Two, monitoring employees. Each city letter carrier will be equipped with a mobile delivery device, MDD, that will have the capability to send and receive text messages to and from the home office. Each MDD will also have a panic button. I don't know if these new ones have it or not. Function that will allow distressed employees to rapidly communicate the problem to appropriate officials. Uh, I'm not sure if we have that on these new scanners, to tell you the truth. Additionally, to the extent practicable, management will increase contact with employees performing street duties for the purpose of monitoring employees' well-being on days when the National Weather Service predicts a heat index, air temperature, and relative humidity combined into a single value at or above 103 degrees. For purpose of this agreement, the combination of air temperature and relative humidity at or above 103 degrees is deemed an excessive heat day. The chart below indicates the heat index system used by the National Weather Service, and there's that chart there. Number three, monitor National Weather Service. Management will monitor the National Weather Service daily forecast during periods of the year when the occurrence of excessive heat days could reasonably be expected. Management will advise CD letter carriers as early as possible on days when the National Weather Service predicts a heat index at or above 103 degrees of that prediction. 4. Adequate amounts of water. During periods of the year when the occurrence of excessive heat days could reasonably be expected, CD letter carriers working outside will be reminded to drink adequate quantities of water, approximately 8 ounces of water for every 20 minutes of street duty in excessive heat through a safety message issued by a supervisor. Management will provide each city letter carrier with a reusable water container. City letter carriers regularly assigned to a route with a vehicle will be provided an insulated one-gallon container. City letter carriers regularly assigned to a walking route will be provided an insulated 64-ounce water container. City letter carriers who may be assigned to routes with vehicles and routes without vehicles will be provided with both types of containers. At the employee's option, a city letter carrier may elect to provide his or her own container as long as the container is consistent with the requirements for postal pro provided containers. 
On days during periods of the year when the occurrence of excessive heat days could reasonably be expected, each city carrier at the carrier's option can either fill the appropriate water container with cool water at home prior to reporting for duty or after beginning his or her tour and provide to departing to the street. City letter carriers can replenish their water container at design locations on the route as necessary. The replenishment locations will be authorized by management based on input from the city letter carrier regularly assigned to the route. Replenishment locations will be designated in locations to allow city carriers to retain adequate amounts of cool water to drink the recommended approximately 8 ounces of water for every 20 minutes of street duty. A postal service form will be developed or an existing form will be modified to record locations to replenish water containers. Number 5. Work Rest Regimen On days where the National Weather Service predicts a heat index at or above 103 degrees, in addition to their regular scheduled breaks and lunch break, city letter carriers are encouraged to take additional breaks in designated climate-controlled or shaded areas. It says see item 6 below. When necessary to mitigate the impact of excessive heat. Additionally, the parties understand and agree that it may be necessary for individual city letter carriers to take additional breaks when the heat index is under the threshold set above. Now I'm going to cover that in just a second because that's where we're at. That's, that's critical. Individual city letter carriers returning from absence or illness may be especially vulnerable to the effects of excessive heat and therefore are especially encouraged to take necessary breaks pursuant to this paragraph. Did y'all hear that? Individual city letter carriers returning from absence or illness may be especially vulnerable to the effects of excessive heat and therefore are especially encouraged to take necessary breaks pursuant to this paragraph. City letter carriers taking an extra break under this provision must, using their assigned MDD, send a text message to their assigned facility at the beginning of the break, indicating the break location, and another text message at the conclusion of the break. The parties understand and agree that there may be circumstances where a city letter carrier taking a break under, his, under this provision may not immediately report the break through the MDD. Number six, climate-controlled or shaded areas. Now listen to this. Climate-controlled or shaded areas. Climate-controlled, air-conditioned mall or apartment building, or shaded areas on each route will be designated by management based on input from the city letter carrier regularly assigned to the route. These locations will be used by city letter carriers as necessary, to take additional breaks as needed pursuant to item 5 above. These locations will be recorded on the same form used to note water replenishment locations. No additional work rules beyond those outlined above are necessary to abate the hazard of excessive heat. So, it's telling you there, climate-controlled, air-conditioned mall or apartment building. I think I said that before when we were talking about this. If you're out on the route and you have no no escape from the heat shade's not doing it you're hot you're dizzy you're not feeling well go get into some air conditioning get off your route and go and get in air conditioning and sit there however long it takes let management know hey i'm overcome i'm sitting in this apartment building it's got air conditioning 
and I'm hurting. Do not take any shit from them if they come back. You know, this is your third breakup. Hang up on them. Just tell them I'm, I'm, I'm hurting. I'm dizzy. I'm not feeling well. I'm not sweating any longer. And so something's wrong. I'm coming here to sit down here in this uh, air conditioning. If they say anything else, tell your shop steward, file a grievance on that immediately. On the first occurrence, file a grievance on that immediately. Anything other than, let me know when you're better. Anything other than that, file a grievance. If they say, you got five minutes, you need to get back, file a grievance on it. If they say, why are you the only one always getting it? File a grievance on it. Okay, we are not going to tolerate management who is putting us in harm's way, who does not respect our safety. Article 14 says what? It's management's responsibility, right? Do your damn job when it comes to my safety. I didn't call you to be badgered or harassed or belittled. I called you to let you know I am hurting here. I'm in a situation. I'm going to sit here until I get myself cooled off. Hey, family, protect yourself at all times. Like Mills Lane used to say, <laughs> the old boxing ref, protect yourself at all times. Protect yourself at all times. When you're on the street in this heat, protect yourself. Get plenty to, to drink. Plenty to drink. Tell your CCAs, I see so many CCAs coming here that don't have a cooler. They just walk in, blue jeans, shirt, you know, where's your cooler at? I don't have a cooler. I got, I got a bottle of water. Take care of your people. Tell them, get you a cooler. Bring you a cooler, you're going to need it. Fill it with Gatorade, water, uh, body armor, anything like that. Take care of your people, shop stewards. Educate them on this here. Management will not. They will not because they care about the numbers and that's all. So if you're out there on the street again and you get overcome, you feel yourself getting dizzy, uh, you've drank plenty, it's just on this day it's not working. Get off your route and get into some air conditioning. I do not want to hear about another brother or sister that has passed away because we didn't take care of ourselves or that we were because we were told to keep going by management who doesn't give a damn about anything other than their numbers. Protect yourself, folks. Okay. All right. What we got next? It's still going on with the M1860. We're still going on. And it talks about heat stress guidance. Now, this 1860 is money. We're talking about heat. 1860 is absolute money. So get that anyway, if you're, even if you don't have a grievance, and read it. Read it and get to know it, all right? Because it's absolute money. It says, heat stress guidance introduction. This guidance explains the risk of heat stress and related illnesses to United States Postal Service employees. Exposure to hot environments increases the chance of experiencing serious physical symptoms. Therefore, it's important to provide proper training, awareness, and guidance to employees in order to prevent injury or illness. The following are the different types of heat stress, illnesses, injuries, including their symptoms and first aid treatments. And we're going to go through different kinds of uh, heat stress, okay? It says talk, types of heat stress. Heat stroke. 
Heat stroke, the most serious illness caused by heat stress, occurs when the body becomes unable to control its temperature or cool itself down. When this takes place, the body can experience major physical disabilities or in the most severe cases, death. And that's what happened to our brother in Missouri, right? Symptoms, hot, dry skin or profuse sweating. Hallucinations, chills, headache, high body temperature, confusion, dizziness, slurred speech. Have any of y'all ever felt that before? And just sat there and kind of poured water on your head? Confusion, dizziness, huh? slurred speech. Those are symptoms of a heat stroke now. First aid, call 911 immediately. Hey, look, don't rely on management to do that. You'll see in, in that chart that Manny Peralta sent me that grievances were filed on management because of their hesitancy to call 911. Call 911 yourself. Notify supervision. Move to a shaded, cool area. Cool the body with water or by fanning. Okay? Drench yourself in water. Get into some shade. If you can drive, get into some air conditioning. All right? I've had carriers knock on customers' doors before. Most of your customers love you. So if you get in that bad of shape, knock on a door. Can I please sit in here? I've got an ambulance coming. I'm overcome. I need to get in this air conditioning. <laughs> hey, look, the only thing I care about is y'all. The only thing I care about is y'all. I don't care about anything else. I don't care about the first damn thing other than my brothers and sisters. Knock on your people's doors. Knock on your people's doors if you have to. Get out of that heat. Get into some air conditioning. Tell them that 911's on the way. Uh, they'll take care of you, okay? The next thing, heat exhaustion, okay? The first one's heat stroke. This one's heat exhaustion. Heat exhaustion is severe dehydration due to the loss of water through sweating. Now, I sweat profusely, so I constantly have to drink. I, I mean, my customers constantly said, good Lord, Corey, you all right? Because I sweat like crazy. I always have. But I drink a lot. It says symptoms, heavy sweating, <laughs> extreme weakness, dizziness, nausea, clammy skin, pale complexion, cramps, elevated temperature. Okay? Those are the symptoms for heat exhaustion. First aid, move to a shaded, cool area. Drink plenty of water. Cool the body with water or by fanning. All right? So if you got a cooler and they got those cold waters in there, pour it all over you. Get it on that head. Get that. Try to get that core temperature down. Anything you can do, move to a shaded or cool area. Get into some air conditioning. Uh, if you're under the shade tree and the wind's blowing a little bit and you cool and you pour water all over yourself, you're going to get pretty good little air conditioning under that. But I always suggest getting into some air conditioning, get your body temperature down because when it gets too high, that's when you're in trouble. Get your core down. All right. Get you, get into some air conditioning. Have you had a place on your route that you know of? Hey, if I, if I get a little dizzy now, once you get dizzy, driving's a problem. Okay, that's why 911 is important. Uh, and don't worry about it, uh, calling 911. Don't worry about what your boss will say. We don't give a damn about them. Take care of yourself. We'll do the rest as shop stewards. I promise you that.
Heat Stress Info Pack. Introduction. USPS employees can face many environmental hazards while performing their daily duties, including heat stress. Heat stress has the ability to cause illness, injury, or even become life-threatening. That's why it's important that postal employees know the dangers of heat stress and receive the proper training prior to performing any work activities. What is heat stress? Workers who are exposed to high heat environments can be at risk for occupational stresses such as heat stress. Heat stress occurs when the body produces or absorbs more heat than it can get rid of. Did y'all hear that? Heat stress occurs when the body produces or absorbs more heat than it can get rid of. What are the types of heat stresses? Heat cramps, heat exhaustion, heat rash, heat stroke, dangers. Every year, thousands of workers become sick from heat-related illnesses, and some even die. Symptoms. Symptoms include one or more of the following. Chills, clammy skin, cramps, dizziness, elevated temperature, extreme weakness, fatigue, headache, heavy sweating or hot, dry skin, nausea, pale complexion, slurred speech. How to avoid heat stress. Cool the body with water or by fanning. Drink plenty of water. In case of medical emergencies, call 911. Move to a shaded, cool area. All right, y'all got to get in the theme of that, right? Drink plenty of water. Get your body core down. Pour water on yourself. Fanning yourself. Get into some air conditioning, shaded or cool area. And call 911 if we have to. Don't hesitate to do that, okay? Postal Service is going to pick up that tab, so don't hesitate, all right? It goes on. Who needs training? All carriers need safety training to help them avoid the potential hazards of the job. Refresher training is also important, so it can both reinforce best practices and let employees know that safety is still a high priority of the Postal Service. We're still going on with M1860. I'm telling y'all, M1860. Get shop stewards. If you don't have M1860, M document 1860, it's 01860. I don't know if that errs on the on the national page or NLC page requires a zero. I hadn't looked one up so long, but it's 01860. Get it. All of this stuff is in there. So like I said, we're getting into to summer. We're, we're here in Nashville. We're in it. We're, we're already up in the 90s, and, and carriers are being affected. Get this stuff here and educate yourself. That way, when you hear something, you can jump on it. Educate yourself on this 1860 shop, stewards, all right? That way, when you hear something going on, when you hear carriers talking, man, I called in yesterday, and they told me to keep on going. Grieve the hell out of that the second you hear it. Grieve it. We're going to train care, uh, these supervisors, like JB talked about training dogs last week. We're going to train these dogs in there to treat us with respect as far as our health is concerned. So if you hear any carrier say, man, I called in yesterday and said I was overcome with the heat. I was going to take a break. And they told me I didn't get another break. Grieve it. Grieve it. So here's mandatory stand-up talk. This is in the 1860 again. Mandatory stand-up talk. It says, beat the heat. Stay cool. It's that time of year again when the temperatures begin to rise and the potentials for heat-related illnesses become a factor for your employees. It's important to remember that keys to keeping cool and safe this summer season. 
The following recommendations should be followed by supervisors to provide assistance to their employees. 1. Train yourself. Use resources such as LMS course, and that's the one that they they made uh, that manager take, heat stress recognition and prevention, or our heat stress prevention page located on the safety resources page. You should understand what heat stress is and how it can affect your employees. Train your employees. Give safety talks and reinforce understanding of the symptoms and dangers of heat-related illnesses. Monitor the weather. Review the National Weather Service for heat warming advisories. And it gives the uh, weather page there to determine days on which heat could be an issue to your employees. Acclimate employees when operationally possible. If you have an employee who has been away from work for more than a week due to illness and is returning during a heat advisory period, it is important to make every effort to accommodate medical limitations. Additionally, it is important to keep in close contact with the employee daily during their first week back on the job. How many of, how many of y'all ever had that happen at y'all's station? An employee's been out on, on injury or illness, comes back. Does management keep up with them on the route? How are you doing? No, they probably never heard of this before. For a turn to work policy, refer to ELM 36, Chapter 8, Section 865, Return to Duty After Absence. For medical reasons, management is responsible for determining whether an employee is fit to return to duty. Five, have a plan. Establish a protocol for employees to call you or another manager for heat-related issues. If an employee reports symptoms of heat stress, help them evaluate the symptoms to determine what type of assistance is needed. Heat stroke is a medical emergency. If medical attention is needed, call 911 and send them to the employee's location and meet the employee either at the employee's location or at the hospital. You should go to the employee's location and arrange for first aid assistance as necessary if the employee is experiencing signs of heat exhaustion such as heavy sweating, extreme weakness, or fatigue. So make sure you hold them accountable to that when you all file a grievance. Mandatory safety talk. This is also, we're continuing on those 1860. It's got all this stuff in there. It's it's beautiful. Beat the heat, stay cool. It's that time of year again when the temperatures begin to rise and the potential for heat-related illnesses become a factor during your daily work routines. It's important to remember the keys to staying cool and safe this summer season. Here are some quick tips for battling the heat. Hydrate before, during, and after work. Prevention is important, so make sure to maintain good hydration by drinking at least 8 ounces of water every 20 minutes. Make sure your CCAs are aware of that, okay? Take care of those those people. Dress appropriately for the weather. On warm days, make sure to wear light-colored, loose-fitting, breathable clothing to keep body temperatures down. Tell your CCAs. I see them coming in there with button-down shirts and blue jeans. Uh, Make sure they're dressing right for the summer heat, okay? Utilize shade to stay cool. When possible, use shaded areas to stay out of direct sunlight. It's always possible. (laughs) When it says when possible, use shaded areas. It's always possible. Know the signs of heat stress. You should understand what heat stress is and how it can affect your health and safety. 
Here are some things to look out for. And again, we're going to beat this to death. Hot, dry skin or profuse sweating. Headache. Confusion or dizziness. Nausea. Muscle cramps. Weakness or fatigue. Rash. Finally, it's important to notify your supervisor or call 911 if you're experiencing signs of heat-related illnesses. This will not only ensure your safety, but it can also save your life. That's how important it is, folks. That's how important it is. We have places in this country with extreme heat. Make sure that your carriers understand that. Do not be afraid to call 911 if you're experiencing any of those symptoms. Don't risk it. It's not worth the risk. It just isn't. Don't be embarrassed. Don't worry about your co-workers. Don't worry about your supervisors. Worry about yourself. Period. That's all I'm worried about. I'm not going to be succumbed to the heat. I'm just not. I'll call 911 myself and tell them I'll be out here laid down under this tree. You'll see me. Y'all take care of your people out there. Uh, here's a letter. Uh, it talks about it's dated August 5th of 2015. Subject heat safety, and, and it talks about M1860. It says on May 8th of 2015, the United States Postal Service issued a notice to the National Association of Leather Carriers of the 2015 heat safety campaign. The timing of this notification and the contents of the messaging is not a mere coincidence. The 2015 heat safety poster makes it clear that carriers are encouraged to rest, take a break, hydrate, drink water, and get out of the sun, shade, and to know the signs of heat stress. The mandatory safety talk, which is attached, and the letter from USPS headquarters should have been given by now. If it has not been given in your office, please let my office know ASAP. If management has failed to conduct this stand-up talk, Carriers should bring it to the attention of their managers, and if they do not respond, shop stewards, branch officers, and if necessary, my office. Also, please let my office know when the enclosed safety talk on heat stress was, is giving in your office. Then he talks about step four. Step four, decision M1860. That's what I just read to y'all. had all that stuff in there. It's great. Beginning in February 2015, the United States Postal Service and National Association of Letter Carriers bargained over a solution of how to meet the needs of both parties. We encourage a very close review of the agreements as bargained beginning with the following. While this agreement applies solely to the Independence Missouri Post Office, including its stations and branches, the parties recognize that heat abatement is an essential element of on-the-job safety for city letter carriers in all locations where city letter carriers are exposed to excessive heat. This statement is in fact a recognition that specific actions have been bargained solely for Independence, Missouri, while at the same time recognizing the dangers of heat and a requirement to have a heat abatement program in all locations where city letter carriers are exposed to excessive heat. The chart found in item 2 of the Memorandum of Understanding is a heat index, which factors the combined effect of temperature and humidity. In item four of the Memorandum of Understanding, we specify that when excessive heat could reasonably expected, carriers are to be reminded by their supervisors through a safety message to drink approximately eight ounces of water for every 20 minutes of work in excessive heat. As a direct result of the bargaining of the Memorandum of Understanding, M1860, 
The USPS withdrew its appeal of the OSHRC decision issued by Judge Ball. The decision remains in full force and effect and must be complied with if the USPS abandons our agreement in M1860. What this means is the decision of the OSHRC may be submitted in support of a new heat safety complaint with OSHA to show that the USPS has already been issued a willful citation which has not been overturned and that this willful citation as upheld by Judge Ball of the OSCHRC recognizes most, if not all, of the heat safety training material issued by OSHA and the National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health. It's a lot of verbiage right there, isn't it? Then it goes on. This is the same letter. What if a carrier runs into problems? First, encourage the carrier to speak with their shop steward or their local union officers to advise them that there are problems with management compliance with a proper heat safety campaign. And that's what I've been saying this whole time. Grieve it immediately. Anything that you hear, grieve it. I don't care if we lose. Grieve it. And put them on notice. We're not playing around with this safety stuff. We're not playing around with the carrier's safety, period. Grieve it. If it's a thousand grievances, keep filing. We're not going to play around with our carrier's safety. Bottom line. If the heat is getting to a carrier and they feel the need to take additional breaks, they should call their supervisor and inform him, her, that they are taking additional break to recover from the heat. Carriers should take this break in the shade and hydrate themselves. When done, carriers should contact their supervisor to advise them that they are resuming their duties. Common courtesy. All right. If a supervisor does not want to comply with the heat safety program, Carriers should contact their shop stewards so it can be determined if a grievance or an OSHA complaint or both should be filed. I do both. Again, I'm not playing around with my carrier's safety. Ever. And heat is the most deadly thing that we do. Uh, Heat and dogs are the things that, that get our carriers the most. But heat will kill you. Period. And so if management's playing around, if they're telling us, like I said, complaining that we're taking additional breaks, grieve it and file an OSHA complaint. That will stop them, I promise you. That will stop them. We encourage carriers to drink the recommended amount of water to maintain their hydration level. If this in turn causes them to take an additional comfort stop, because we have to go to use the restroom, then they should inform their managers they will be needing additional time due to the anticipated heat of the day. If they push back, carriers should contact their shop stewards so it can be determined if a grievance or an OSHA complaint or both should be filed. And you know my feelings on that. If a carrier feels that the heat is getting to them, reach out before it is too late. Let me read that again. If a carrier feels that the heat is getting to them, reach out before it is too late. Do not wait. Don't feel bad. Man, other carriers are going to have to come get my stuff. Hey, that's what we're on the ODL for. If you if it's getting to you, reach out. Call management. I'm overcome. I've sat here. I've drank. I'm overcome. I'm not going to make it. I need you to either get me 911 or I'm going to sit here until I feel good enough to come back. Get off that street, man. Get off the street. Carriers should not let management pressure or intimidate them into sacrificing their safety. How many times have I said that so far? Because it happens all too often. 
I have heard that same song and dance all too often. Carriers should not let management pressure or intimidate them into sacrificing their safety. Shop stewards, tell your carriers that. Carriers, if you're listening and you're not shop stewards, do not let management pressure or intimidate you into sacrificing your safety. All right? It goes on. Enclosed, you'll find several documents, which all should be included in every grievance that you file. Here's the list of the documents, and it has the list of documents there. So every grievance that you file concerning heat-related issues, every grievance should conclude all these things in the file, okay? And it lists them there. And that's signed by my business agent at the time, Mr. Pete Moss. And then it has postal bulletin is in here. It's heat stress, rest, water, shade, know the signs, headache, confusion or dizziness, nausea, muscle cramps. And that's the uh, postal bulletin. It's postal bulletin 22-420, dated July 23rd, 2015. You can put this in your case file. Uh, cover story, beat the heat, stay cool. And again, it's the same language that you've heard over and over again. It's that time of year again when the temperatures begin to rise and the potential for heat-related illnesses becomes a factor during your daily work routine. Here are some quick tips for battling the heat. And it's the same stuff we've been talking about, but we're going to keep on talking about it because I want you all to be well-versed just by hearing me say this 8,000 times. Hydrate before, during, and after work. Prevention is important, so make sure to maintain good hydration by drinking at least 8 ounces of water every 20 minutes. Dress appropriately for the weather on warm days. Make sure to wear light-colored, loose-fitting, breathable clothing to keep body temperatures down. Utilize shade to stay cool. When possible, use shaded areas to stay out of the direct sunlight. Like I said, it's always possible. Know the signs of heat stress. You should understand what heat stress is and how it can affect your health and safety. Here are some things to look out for. Hot, dry skin or profuse sweating. Headache. Confusion or dizziness. Nausea. Muscle cramps. Weakness or fatigue and rash. Finally, it's important to notify your supervisor or call 911 if you're experiencing signs of heat-related illness. This will not only ensure your safety, but it can also save your life. How many times have we heard that now? Huh? Ten? No, we got a letter to Fred Orlando from Alan Moore. It talks about as a matter of general interest, as part of the Safety Depends on Me campaign, the Postal Service intends to distribute information to the field related to heat stress. We've enclosed a final draft copy of the mandatory stand-up talk, Beat the Heat, Stay Cool, a poster titled Beat the Heat. Again, it has stand-up talks about uh, Beat the Heat. It's got mandatory safety talks, uh, the same information, same uh, stuff I've been reading. Uh, It's got the same publications. And then advocates always use this. It's M1391. M1391, and this is what's going to incorporate that 1860, okay? Uh, And it's got a little highlighted part. As a result of our discussions, the parties agreed there is no dispute between the parties that Step 4 grievance settlements are are precedential and binding unless otherwise agreed between the national parties. And that's just how you incorporate 1860, okay? And it's got more stand-up talks, Safety Depends on Me is in there. And you'll see that Safety Depends on Me uh, that Alan Moore is talking about. 
And here's what it talks about, page one of eight. You'll see that. It's on page, it's page uh, 63 of my contentions. It says, employee communication, summer stand-up talks, heat stress. The following nine stand-up talks addresses the important issues of helping employees avoid heat stress during the summer months. The same talks also were distributed by Safety early the last quarter. They are included here as a reminder and reinforcement of the top priority to keep our employees healthy and safe. Sounds good, doesn't it? When they say it like that, they don't mean that shit. Heat stress. The summer season can present unique hazards for those working in the hot weather. The combination of heat, humidity, and physical labor can lead to a variety of heat-related illnesses. Proper protection and simple precautions can often prevent these types of illnesses and save lives. The human body maintains a fairly constant internal temperature. When we become overheated, several reactions take place. First, the body rids itself of excess heat by increasing circulation in the blood vessels close to the surface of your skin. This is why your face and hands turn red when you begin to overheat. Your brain may also signal your sweat glands to work harder. As the sweat evaporates, it cools the skin and removes large quantities of heat from your body. It's easy to get caught up in the job and forget about the importance of staying hydrated and taking scheduled breaks. I don't like that. Taking scheduled breaks, that's bullshit. I take breaks as needed. Heat illnesses can occur quickly, and if the victim isn't treated... The situation can become life-threatening. Watch out for signs of heat illness in yourself and your co-workers and report heat stress symptoms to your supervisor right away. Signs and symptoms of heat exhaustion or heat stroke. Fatigue, excessive thirst, drenching sweats, often accompanied by cold, clammy skin, muscle aches and cramps, weakness, confusion or anxiety, fainting, nausea or vomiting, headaches, Dizziness or vertigo, loss of consciousness, hot, flushed, dry skin, rapid heart rate, decreased sweating, shortness of breath, convulsions, decreased urination, blood and urine or stool, increased body temperature. If you have any questions or concerns, see your supervisor. How can heat-related illnesses be prevented? Follow these simple tips to reduce your chances of a heat-related injury. 1. Drink water. A person working in a hot environment loses water and salt through sweat. This loss should be compensated by water intake equal to the fluid loss. Workers should be encouraged to drink water even if they do not feel thirsty. Wear light, loose-fitting clothing. Wear light-colored clothes, loose-fitting clothing that permits sweat evaporation but stops radiant heat. Tightly woven clothing that you cannot see through is best. Protect yourself from the sun. Use sunscreen with sun protection factor of at least 15 to block 93% of UV rays. Also, wear a hat and use sunscreens or umbrellas to create shaded areas. Allow flexibility. Make sure to take regular scheduled breaks. Rest periods in a cooler area can easily prevent or reduce heat-related illnesses. Y'all hear that? Make sure to take regular Scheduled breaks. Now, what's my scheduled break? Does anybody know what my scheduled break is? So I don't like that language right there. That's what management sent down to us, this uh, Meet the Heat. 
he take uh, regular scheduled breaks. That's a bunch of horse shit. It's easy to get caught up in the job and forget about the importance of staying hydrated and taking regular breaks. Heat analysis can occur quickly. Watch out for signs of heat analysis in yourself and your coworkers and report any symptoms to your supervisor right away. It says don't get burned out there. It talks about using sunscreens. Heat stress needs to be taken seriously. Working in a hot environment puts stress on the body's cooling system. When heat is combined with other stresses like hard physical work, loss of fluids, or fatigue, it may lead to heat-related illness, disability, or even death. Heat stress occurs when the body has to work too hard to cool off. The body's core temperature gets too high for the body to cool off quickly enough. Heat stress symptoms include heat cramps, heat exhaustion, and heat strokes. The body is always generating heat and passing it to the environment. The harder you work, the more heat your body has to lose. Heat leaves your body in several ways. Transfer from skin to air. Evaporation by perspiration. Exhaling hot air. Touching a cool object. Individuals need to take extra care when the weather is hot. Heat stress can be also affect individuals who are young and fit. Water is crucial to helping the body adjust to high temperatures. The rate of water intake must equal the increased rate of water loss by perspiration to keep body temperatures normal. When it's hot, drink plenty of water. Your body must work even harder to get rid of excess heat when conditions are both hot and humid. Perspiration can evaporate as readily under muggy conditions. Dress in loose, comfortable clothing made of light fabrics and in light colors. Layer your clothing so you can add and take off items of clothing as the temperature changes. Don't push yourself beyond your limits. It could be harmful to your health and could put you at increased risk of having an accident. He goes on and it continues to talk about the symptoms. Stay healthy in the heat. Now, hot weather is here. Extreme heat can be dangerous. No one should die from a heat wave. But every year on average, extreme heat causes 658 deaths in the United States. Remember these three things when working outside during hot weather. You need plenty of water throughout the day. Eight ounces of water every 20 minutes. We've said that about 20 times, but I don't care. Don't wait until you feel thirsty. Rest breaks help your body recover. All right? So take as many as you need. Resting in the shade or in air conditioning helps you cool down. I always encourage air conditioning. It's important to know the signs of heat-related illnesses. Acting quickly can prevent more serious medical conditions and may even save lives. And it goes on. It keeps, continues to talk about heat cramps, heat exhaustion, and heat stroke. Uh, it's the same uh, things about... Know the symptoms, uh, heat-related illnesses. I'll read this one. Heat waves and droughts take more lives than almost any other natural disaster in North American history. This fact should serve as a reminder of the importance of protecting yourself from the effects of excess heat this summer. Heat stress occurs when the body has to work too hard to cool off. The body's core temperature gets too high for the body to cool off quickly enough. Heat stress symptoms include heat cramps, heat exhaustion, and heat strokes. Symptoms. Heat stroke may occur when you are working in a hot environment, sitting in a hot automobile, or exerting yourself in increased heat and humid humidity conditions. Sitting in a hot automobile. Do y'all know how hot your vehicle gets during the summer? It could get up to 120 to 130 degrees. That's how hot your vehicle can get. 
So when it says heat stroke may occur when you're working in hot environments, sitting in a hot automobile, you're sitting in that hot automobile for about six hours a day, maybe more. Think about that. Avoiding direct sunlight will not necessarily save you from the ill effects of heat. It's possible to suffer heat stroke even when the air temperature is moderate. Excessive humidity can bring on overheating by interfering with the body's natural perspiration, evaporation, cooling process, causing the body to sweat excessively and lose salt and water. Heat strokes occur when your body can't throw off enough heat to sustain a normal temperature. Symptoms include headache and weakness and can result in a sudden loss of consciousness. Heat stroke victims will have hot, red, dry skin with limited sweating, a hard, rapid pulse, and a very high body temperature. Heat stroke stroke is life-threatening. Victims need to be cooled off as soon as possible and receive immediate hospitalization. Tips for avoiding heat stress this summer. We're just going to keep on going. We're going to keep on going till y'all know fully what we're going to do during the heat, what our people are going to do during the heat, all right? Tips for avoiding heat stress this summer. Take advantage of scheduled breaks to rest and cool off. That's so stupid. Take advantage of scheduled breaks. When in the heck do I have a scheduled break? Take advantage of scheduled... I don't schedule my breaks. I'm going to take breaks as needed during the heat. Keep up your intake of water or fluid replacement drinks. Don't wait until you're thirsty to drink. Avoid beverages with caffeine. Eat light meals. Have something cool such as salad for lunch. Take care when moving from a cool area to a hot one. Take time to get accustomed to the temperature. Dress in loose, comfortable clothing made of light fabrics and in light colors. Layer your clothing so you can add and take items off of clothing as the temperature changes. If you or a co-worker experience early warning signs of heat illness, you should seek help immediately. Notify your supervisor. Now here's a mandatory stand-up talk, and this is one that that really ticked me off. This is the mandatory stand-up talk, Shade Rest Water. And this is uh, one they continue to put out on the scanner. Remember we was talking about the scanner message? Use authorized breaks. Well, that's what this mandatory stand-up talk states. And I don't know why we've not addressed this at the national level. But it says shade, limit time exposed to the sun and heat by finding a shaded area to take authorized work breaks. Rest, utilize authorized breaks to relax from high heat conditions. Uh, I don't get that. I take breaks as needed. And I don't need your authority to do it. I don't need anybody to say, okay, you're authorized to take this one, but not the next one. I don't need that. I'm going to take breaks as needed in the heat. So I hate these stand-up talks that say utilize authorized breaks. I don't have to call ahead and and ask for your permission. Uh, And then next in this uh, contentions is this OSHA thing. I'm not going to read all of that, but it's in there. Uh, It's neat reading if you want to read that. But that covers a lot of uh, stuff. This OSHA complaint. Uh, it's got the EL safety, uh, Supervisor Safety Handbook, the EL801 provision. I was telling you, I read that earlier. That's in here. Again, if you have a, a, a heat uh, grievance, all you're going to need to do is pull this up one time. Everything that you're going to need is in there. Every single thing that you're going to need is in this grievance. Uh, copy the contentions. Just change them to, to fit your station. 
But all the contractual language, the OSHA stuff, everything is in here. All the safety stand-up talks, everything is in this grievance, okay? All you have to do is, is download it, copy it for yourself, and you've got a great one. I mean, it's high-level stuff, so... Uh, accident prevention, supervisor's responsibility, uh, that's in here, and that's the EL-801. I think I put the entire EL-801 handbook in there, if I'm not mistaken. This uh, OSHA thing, again, is in here, but it's got something pretty neat in there. Uh, it talks about the postal worker's death on route blame on heat exhaustion. And it looks like a little newspaper clipping, um, but it's got something that you'll see is is outlined and it says the various vans and other cargo movers the Postal Service issues have the same problem. They were not designed for internal airflow. Thus, without AC can be death traps in hot weather. Even the U.S. Army learned this lesson. Thus, its trucks had cloth roofs so the drivers could remove the roof if the weather became too hot. And the cloth roof did permit airflow through the cloth, often more than enough to keep the driver comfortable. So that says that our vehicles can be death traps due to no air conditioning. So that's a little something good to pull out of there. Here's an OSHA complaint that this is this is good for y'all. It's on page 86, 85 of, uh, of my contentions. And it says postalreporter.com. OSHA proposes 46,600 in penalties for USPS exposing mail carrier to excessive heat. Let me read this to you. It says, Investigation Findings. The U.S. Department of Labor's Occupational Safety and Health Administration, Des Moines Area Office, cited the postal facility for three safety and health violations, one repeated, one serious, and one other than serious. The citations follow a July 2015 OSHA investigation of a complaint alleging a mail carrier reporting experiencing heat illness symptoms and requested relief from completing his route on June 10th. OSHA's investigation found the carriers directed to complete the route, despite feeling ill. The heat index that afternoon exceeded 100 degrees. The continued exposure put the employee in imminent danger of further illness. During its investigation, the agency found that a mail carrier was hospitalized for heat illness on July 13th. The carrier had also asked for relief due to feeling ill and was directed to complete the route. Hey, folks. Hey, listen to me. Do not, do not continue delivering the mail if you feel overcome by the heat. Do not continue. That last sentence, the carrier had also asked for relief due to the feeling ill and was directed to complete the route. Management does not give a damn about you. The sooner you realize that, the better you'll be. They do not care about you. The only thing they care about is the numbers. I told you the perfect example of that clown I messaged up there in the eastern area. He was over the eastern area for safety. They said that you can't stick to DPS. They're worried about your performance, your efficiency. All they care about is the numbers. You are the only one that cares about your safety. If you feel overcome in the heat, tell management, I'm overcome. I need 911. 
please call 911. If they say, complete the route, tell them, call 911 immediately. Do not, do not fear for your job, fear for discipline, fear for your coworkers having to come out there and do the rest of your route. Do not concern yourself with that. Please go home to your family. Do not get yourself in such a shape out there that you're going to put your life at risk. Ever. Do not. Please tell everybody, all of your brothers and sisters, tell them. Don't you ever put yourself at risk for this company. They will turn their back on you in one second. All right? The citation and notification of penalties in there, that's a pretty good read. All this stuff was in this grievance that I filed. Scrolling down, I'm not going to read all that OSHA stuff to you. You, you can look at this. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's pretty damning stuff, this OSHA stuff. I got whistle, whistleblower stuff in there. I put that in there for Ms. Connerly. Uh, the whistleblower stuff, it's in there in case you have that where management tries to retaliate against someone who has uh, filed a complaint against them. That's a lot of this stuff is this whistleblower stuff. We got the joint statement in there. Arbitrator Snow's decision, the landmark decision about the joint statement is in this file because I filed the joint statement on management. But their entire decision is in there. If you're going to file a joint statement based off of a heat-related illness, you'll need to go on there. Uh, Jeremy has put it on my on the web page, all the stuff that goes with the joint statement, because at the time, I wasn't putting both closing briefs in there. You'll need those. That's going to help your advocate. There's the decision when I went to Gadsden, Alabama. I read this one in my joint statement episodes. and one out of Gadsden, Alabama in front of Arbitrator Mayer. Uh, it's just got great language about the arbitrator's authority, but that's in this case file. That's a good read, too, if you're bored and want to read something. That's pretty good. <laughs> Article 5, the language of Article 5 is in there, so you don't have to worry about that. It's just printed off. Article 14, the language is in there. Uh, this thing is arbitration ready, I'm telling you. Uh, Article 31, in case you have an Article 1731 issue, the uh, management's response to Ms. Connerly's uh, OSHA complaint is in there. The information request that we put in is in there in case you need to look at an information request, new shop stewards. Time limit extension is in there in case you need to see what that looks like, new shop stewards. Request for steward time is in there in case new shop stewards, if you want to know what that is all about, what it looks like, if you need to make your own. This one may say branch four. No, it doesn't. So, uh. It just says National Association Letter Carrier. So that'll be a good one for you. It's in there. Here's management's formal A contentions. Now I had 203 pages of contention with all that stuff in there. Here's management's one page of contention. They've got one page, formal A contentions. It has been alleged that the OIC gave instructions to carriers at East Station Post Office that they would not be able to take additional breaks because of the heat. Managers claimed that he never told the carriers that they could not take additional breaks, but rather told them that they do get breaks and that there is no such thing as a comfort stop as it would apply in the situation. 
The manager stated that 20 to 30 cases of water were provided for the carrier's use. This was management's attempt to assist carriers in staying hydrated. Manager told the carriers that it is their responsibility to be prepared to perform their daily duties in heat-related areas. The manager gave the carriers examples of UPS and FedEx drivers that work in similar situations in other parts of the country, such as Florida, Arizona, and California. So now he's just lying. Management understands that the carrier's job is performed in extreme temperatures at times. Management is sympathetic to carriers for their circumstances in which their job is performed within. Management contends that if a carrier is having difficulty in performing their job due to excessive heat while on the route, it is the carrier's responsibility to communicate that to the management staff. Management sees no evidence where that had been done in the, in the case at East Station Post Office. It appears that contentious attitudes were present on both management and carrier sides in this case. This was a contributing factor in this grievance being filed. You hear that? It's our fault, too. So this idiot gets up there, gives a stand-up talk, saying, you will not take extra breaks in the heat. You'll take one 10-minute break, and that's all you get. We challenged that, and now its contentious attitudes are present on both management and carrier sides. The shop steward stood up for the carriers. Safety's in there. They don't say a thing. The manager in there telling people, you only get one break. Other managers in there, they didn't say a word. The shop steward is the only one, the sole one, that stood up for the letter carriers in that station. Safety didn't. Imagine that. Safety now, that's your job. Safety. They're in there. District safety is in the stand-up talk. That's their job. They don't stand up to this manager and say, hold up, that's not right. I'm telling you folks, we're the only ones concerned about our safety. And I'm going to give you another example next week when I talk about ergonomics. We are the only ones that are going to be concerned about our safety. This grievance is a perfect example of that. Safety. Your one job, your title says what you do. And you wouldn't stand up to a manager that was in there putting these carriers at risk. File grievances on them. File grievances on them, folks. All right? Uh, that's the end of those contentions. I'm not going to keep talking. That's it's two hours. <laughs> I didn't know that. I was, uh, I've been off this thing. I didn't see how long it's been. But there's nothing more important that you'll deal with, even above discipline. There's nothing more important that you'll deal with than your carrier's safety, your brother's and sister's safety. Nothing more important than that. Please remember that. Treat it like that. You love your people, right? You're going to take care of them. If you hear of anything, it's, it's getting hot. It's hot now. This should be in the forefront of your mind. Get these documents I told you about. Hey, look at these contentions. Get it in your brain. It should be now. Two hours of me going over and over and over and over again, the, the symptoms. Y'all could probably quote all that now, but you need to. You've got to. Protect your carriers. Educate your carriers. But anytime you hear of management not doing what they're required to do when it comes to heat, grieve it. Grieve it immediately. Protect your people. Tell them, if you're overcome,
Do everything possible not to be. Keep hydrated. Get into cool places. Get into some air conditioning. If management goes after them, grieve it. File a grievance on them. File an OSHA complaint on them. It's in there. It'll show you how to do it. Don't play with your carrier's safety. Ever. Don't ever. All right? There's nothing more important. Nothing. As far as episodes, it's the most important because it's dealing with something that will kill me. Something that will end my life. And management doesn't give a damn about it. I promise you that. I promise you that. All right? Get on to formatearbitration.com. These contentions will be on there. All right? You can read all of them. Print them off if you need to. You can steal all of it. Say it's yours. I don't care. Protect yourself. Protect your people. All right? Formatearbitration.com. All these things will be on there. Uh, get on to Formate Arbitration, a Facebook page. <laughs> Lindsay's doing a great job with that. Put a nice little picture of me up there when I was at the jail with long hair. Uh, I have none now. There's a picture of me and, and Jay. We had been down to Memphis for an arbitration. I'm a little bit bigger now than that picture at the jail. <laughs> it's embarrassing. But anyway, uh, get on there, talk to her. Dealing with a lot of stuff right now with a lot of people around this country. Uh, with discipline, with stations, how management is doing our new stewards in these stations from around the country. I have a, a handful of guys I reached out to that I trust completely uh, to help me with that, and, and they are. They're fantastic guys. Maybe one day I'll tell you who they are, but I'm not going to do it without their permission. But they're doing a fantastic job helping. Uh, I, I want you educated, everybody, everybody from coast to coast, I want you as educated as you can be because we will take over. We'll take over. All right. We're not going to have management getting over on anybody at any station in this country. Right. So again, thank you to JB last week. A fantastic episode. Y'all listen to that one and keep listening to it. All right. To Lou again, my mentor. I love you, my brother, more than you know. You enjoy yourself. You have a fantastic retirement, my man. And to Mr. Henry, I'm praying for you, brother. I'm praying for you. And you got my full support. I know you don't know me, but I'm praying for you nevertheless. I think you're going to do a great job from what I've heard. Man, y'all have a fantastic rest of the week. Protect your people. Protect them. All right? Have a great rest of the week. Next week, I'm going back and talk about some ergonomics. That sounds boring as hell, but it won't be. I promise. It's going to be pretty neat. If y'all have never heard of it, we're going to talk about it. And what a joke that is at the national level. All right? So I love each and every one of y'all. With all my heart, I do. I do. And uh, that's why I want y'all to be educated so y'all can help yourselves and help your brothers and sisters. So take care of yourselves. Have a great rest of the week. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.